So G-Rex, we just wrapped with Katmandu. How do you feel about that episode? Such a great episode. Like, refreshing, right? To see life through a kid's eyes. Especially somebody who has ADHD and autism. Yeah. Um, It, uh... I, I was just trying to think of, like, the words to describe how I feel after that one. And it was just super heartwarming and... Like, how do I say it? Like, I, I'm inspired by him. And yeah. me, me too. I'm inspired by him. And he, he gave me a different perspective on life. And, and like, even though he had all those struggles, I mean, he's going to college and he ended up on high honors at the end of the, at the end of it. And, you know, he was bullied in school. He, he went through all that shit. Yeah, and he's just and, so self-aware at such an early age. Yeah. That it, it blows my mind, and I'm also, like, very hopeful for the future, right? Like, if if this is our youth now, like, and who will eventually... Like, I think he's going to make big waves being a director. Like, I'm very, very excited to see his future and to see where that where that takes him. Welcome to another episode of Shit That Goes On In Our Heads. Episode, fuck me, god damn it. Okay, number one. I love that. Okay. Three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Shit That Goes On In Our Heads. This is season two, episode eight, and we have a very special guest today, Cat Mandu. Welcome, Welcome Cat. Uh, good to be here. Thank you so much. So uh, would you like to give yourself a little introduction? So hi, um, my name is Cat Mandu. Um, uh, cat is in the feline, and uh, I'm here um, to talk a little bit about myself. Um, I know G Rex um, because of COVID, and uh, I don't really know what else to say that much. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a senior in high school. I'm just about uh, ready to get out of school, and. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry. What's next after high school? Um, I'm going to um, film school uh, in the fall. Okay. Uh, to be a director. Yeah. I love that. What are What's your favorite movie? Um, it it depends on the day, but I'm feeling more like uh, it's probably Evil Dead Two. I'm I'm a okay. big Sam Raimi guy, so it's gonna be any of his flicks. Nice. I yeah. Love that. Um, if you had to give somebody like a starter pack of movies, like you have to watch this, no ifs, ands, or buts, can you give me like three? If I had to give you three, no ifs, ands, or buts. Okay, so first, Wizard of Oz. Ooh, classic. Because, absolutely. I mean, what it did with Technicolor, it being a big budget adaptation you know of a well-loved book like it, it i 
can't don't even have to explain like it's Wizard of Oz you know um another who and then you say another oh man um well I feel like it would have to be Star Wars okay plain and simple and then I feel like lastly probably Seven Samurai Seven Samurai sorry geez it's been a long day but uh especially that because I mean even Star Wars has to take a lot of like cues from from you know from that film i mean and you know now it's gone on it's the it was um what led to like magnificent seven and everything and uh love to give some like love to foreign cinema so yeah i mean i feel like those three i mean there's like i could like name off 10 but i feel like for me like those are kind of where like film has like made the most inspiration i feel like for a lot for a lot of things um but that's just the kind of things i can name off at the drop of a hat nice and if you if you need any marvel movies um this man can uh give you a list of the starter pack to marvel movies uh, there was one saturday that we must have watched I think we watched like five Marvel movies and he would get, was giving me like all the filming aspect of it. It was a, it was a really interesting way to, and perspective to watch the movie because you're seeing it from like a director or a film student's um, perspective and yeah. not as a moviegoer's perspective. I learned a lot that day. Uh, it, it was, it was probably like one of the coolest days of just like watching a movie. I have a really random question. Yeah. So normally when I watch movies, or not watch movies, but the movies I tend to like are either movies that have a, a storyline that upsets me, or like, not upsets, it invokes an emotion of some sort. Mm-hmm. I like those. But Oh, me, me too. Like, I have, like, family members, like, especially um, my grandmother, like, she's somebody that like likes complicated stories or like even like my grandfather he never liked endings where like the like he he was a big he was a biker he hated easy rider because of how that ended (laughs) i'm just like i love tragic i like endings that feel appropriate to the story yeah like i love those i mean to a lesser extent but like i mentioned like i love like the evil dead movies i mean most of those have some kind of cliffhanger and i just love it i just love i i i horror movies especially are like something i have a big love for Mm -hmm. and i just love i just love feeling you know and just whatever it is i just love getting a rush from those feelings and i mean everyone has like either painting or Mm -hmm. podcasting or Mm -hmm. you know whatever have you everyone has some kind of art they grab grasp onto and for me that's that's film you know yeah so that kind of leads into the question i had because i was very curious from your perspective if the storyline is just as important to you versus how it's filmed oh don't do that to me man <laughs> especially as a like a precursor like <laughs> like a like a prototype film student we'll, we'll edit movie. we'll edit out that question uh, no 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 no. i love it i love it i'll, I'll go with it um I'd be mad if you didn't have a wonderful voice and you weren't <laughs> a great person. Yes. But um but I that's a tough question and for so I think it's when I when I grow older and hopefully wiser uh, I can look back onto this podcast and I can see my perspective change because yeah. it'll undoubtedly change. But for me both are very important and both are on 
I, I, I'm going to say the boring answer, but both are important. You know, you can have, it, it depends on your story. You know, you can have a beautiful, like, movie that each frame is like a painting, but the the performances are just horrible. And as a human, you're trying to empathize with the movie and the and the product and the, you know, and, and, and the characters. And when you can't, that's, you know, that's going to take you out. And same with, you know, as long as the story is, you can empathize with the story, you can empathize with the characters, and it is coming from a place of some kind of love and passion, you know, and it's on the director too to tell a story, you know, using the camera angles they need to tell that story successfully and the, and to guide the actors and performers to add the flavor to that story, mm. you know, everything needs to come together. You know, it's not one thing. That's the thing about movies. You can't have, you know, you can't have, it needs to be balanced. You can't just have like, poor actors and great cinematography or, you know, a great script, it all needs to coexist, you know, and all needs to be great. You know, it's like any work environment or any product, you know? Yeah. But I think that's cool that you can see the balance between the two because yeah. I'm starting to notice it now. Like uh, I have a friend who's very into movies. Um, I have a coworker also very into movies. Um, my husband Bizzle on occasion will know some random fun fact about how the movie was filmed like this is all one take did you notice and i'm like no but i'm starting to pick up on those things yeah. so i think it's it's cool that you can see the balance already you don't you're not like yeah. me struggling to learn the two yeah. yeah especially for me as somebody who you know comes from you know nowhere you know <laughs> who just comes from you know the 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 speck of a gas can you know i just want to i'm a very passionate person i'm somebody that has a lot of whatever they they do i'll do it with love and i'll do it you know with drive and determination and for me i'm determined to do movies and i come again i come from nowhere so i want to do the best i can with what i have and what i have is nothing except uh a, 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 except a love and a want to to educate myself you know i believe that humans are are natural born educators or, you know, a natural born learners, really, you know, we're here to learn and absorb. So for me, that's what I've been doing for most of my adolescence is just learn and absorb. And I just want to know the most I can for myself, not so I can compete with other people, but so I can know, so I can do the best I can. You know, I mean, when we're, I, I you know, I've absorbed myself with a lot of like, video essays and videos and there's one i once watched that was like you don't need film school to be successful and it was a great video by this writer and he was like schooling for anything is up to the person and it's the same for film mm -hmm. school but many people expect for film school to be your gateway to be your easy ticket in you know people who are going into film school are expecting to learn everything they need to know there and that's never what I've wanted to do. I'm, I'm, I'm not learning in. I'm not going to learn in film school. I'm going to, I'm going to gain more knowledge and feedback of what I need. I'm there to grow my skill. I, I'm just there to to learn more and get more context. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That, so like 
for me, it's just, I just need to absorb more information. You know, I'm still an amateur, but I've done a lot for myself as an amateur and I'm proud to do that. I just, I'm, I'm in a stage where I'm not expecting for people to spoon feed me, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty self-reliant. And for me, from getting also a lot of like feedback and a lot of perspective from other people, that's not a quality a lot of people have in the industry. Yeah. Or just in life in general. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or like life in general, you know, but I, you know, but for me, especially it's like, I just, that, you know, I'm just trying to focus on myself here, you know, like, you know, for me, it's just, I believe about focusing on myself first so I can worry about other people second, because I, to my, so that I'm successful, I, I need to figure out my shit first, you know, it sounds selfish, but no, you know, this no, is like it, not selfish at all. Yeah, yeah, not at all. It's literally like if you've ever been on a plane, where they tell you like if the oxygen masks come down, put it on yourself first, and yes. then. Um, I'm very curious if you've always been this driven, or was there? How did you get? How did you get to this point? Because you seem I, very. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, Do you think that the 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 factors of like how you grew up and. Um, where how? Yeah, how you grew up? If you want me, hey, do you, if you want me to get into it, I can get into it, girl. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's what we're I, okay. Pretty skills. So, is that well, what we're trying to ask? The reason is, I'm asking because I obviously I don't know you. I don't know your backstory. Is okay because I at your age was nowhere near as stable and sound and smart as you seem to be or passionate right yeah. and i and i mean i definitely came from a, a very tough childhood but that i i don't think that it did me any favors until later yeah. on in life you know what i mean so yeah so if if you're okay i'm gonna i'm gonna give myself a little bit you know backstory i feel like yeah. we're the show and here is, is, a, is a very safe space so i'm gonna so i'm gonna share a little bit not everything you know, I'm gonna give you guys a little, little taste, a little, little <laughs> sample. You know, but share what share what you're comfortable with. Absolutely, absolutely. But so first off, um, so I, for most of my life, a constant was my grandparents. I've lived with my grandparents, and uh, um, they have been they've been great. They're you know, I always I will always equate them to like, you know, you know they're my you know, they're, they're, I never know how this adage goes, but like, they're the, they're the Ma and Pa Kent to my Superman, you know, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're people that have been there for me and they're, they've been perfect for my success and my growth. And, um, but people always ask like, what about your parents? What about your, you know, your mom and pa, you know, you, the, the, your mom and your dad. And I'm like, and, you know, and the, it's a little complicated. So my dad, um, I actually, um, he's a little, he's out of the picture, but he's a decent guy. He has his own life and I don't blame him. You know, we're all humans just dealing with garbage and, or just, you know, we just, we just, or humans. That's all I have to say, you know, and, uh, it, it's self-explanatory and, you know, I have the parents I need, but, um, my mom has also been in my life and that's been less than easy. <laughs> um she's somebody that's um less than cooperative um is you know very irrational and 
has been very manipulative in my life. And um, I, 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 for a good, like eight years of my life, I, I lived with her um, on it, like on and off. And uh, she, she was not very, she, it, it wasn't, it was pretty awful. She's very emotionally manipulative. Um, she uh, had a boyfriend who was very, very abusive um, to her. I witnessed it so many times that I bet some of that's fairly repressed. I mean, sometimes are repressed, but unfortunately I have a really good memory. So a lot of that I remember, but um, it's good for strength building, to be honest. Sounds really screwed up, but um, but anyway, so you know, I, you know, it wasn't, it was never easy, but my grandparents were always there and, um, it really all, you know, and, and it all affected me in school. I was a really, I, I'm a kid that has autism and ADHD and I, it, that, but it was like a snowball and it snowballed into school and the school wasn't very understanding either, even though most were like, special ed teachers so none of them understood any of this bs you know they 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 knew that there was something like that there was crap going on but they didn't care really so so they just always wagged their fist they would always slap my hand um you know and just they would always they it always felt like they targeted me you know mm. they never knew how to handle me and all they would do is just yell at me and make me cry you know it's just it it was never a good time. And um, so it got so bad that they moved me over to a school that they have, they partner with. And it's a, um, and it's, I don't know, really, they do a lot. They have, um, they're a very good, like, liberal arts school, not liberal arts, but they're, they're a school that um, has a lot of different programs for like building trades and like steam before steam was a big thing. And um, one of the things they had was called, uh, actually, I won't say the name, but it was for kids who were, um, who needed to like figure their shit out and had different things going on in their lives. And it was kids from all different schools. And I was in the elementary school program and I was in a room of like 10 kids of different grades. It was like three through like five. And um, it was like, the best two years I could have had in my childhood. It was amazing. And um, I had amazing teachers. Actually, my teacher that I had fourth and fifth, I still talk to on occasion, you know, and um, they've been, they've been such a good support. And uh, so those years following it, it it was a big struggle. And um, for me going back onto that, like determination, like topic, or just like, that like um self-reliance or whatever you know just the, the just the traits i um just like the traits i possess that have motivated me it's like for me i'm i'm somebody that's just had this drive to i feel like it's a very young thing for me to want to do the best i can do you know it's a very intrinsic thing as well um because i just have like this th- this like instinct just to do the best I can for myself, you know, and whether that's my career or my personal life, you know, whatever it is, I want to do the best for myself. And I have a really good way of just picking myself back up, even if it feel like everything around me is insurmount- insurmountable. I just have this 
instinct to just remind myself of what I'm fighting for and just keep going. And I feel like a lot of that is just um, like attributed to my to my youth and my naivety. But uh, it, it's it's a good it's a good thing to have. What it helped me out a lot? What uh, what did that steam school give to you that the other school couldn't? What made the difference? Patience, lots and lots of patience, because they're they're. I mean, I was I was tame. I just had bad ADHD. That's all. Mm. I was just a kid that needed some direction. I was an awful. I I mean I, I mean I was hyperactive, but I wasn't horrible. I was pretty good. I was just I needed a little bit of guy. I needed a lot of bit of guidance. But I was just a kid, you mm. know. I had kids who were fighting at each other and you know calling calling them racial slurs. You know, I was and I'm just in the corner like giggling a lot because I was nervous. You know, but um, you know all what they did is they just they. Gave that you know, no matter what, they gave me a nurturing environment. I knew I, I I felt like I was part of a family. You know, every you know, it was like a whole school of like, God, like five hundred people, teachers included. But everyone knew each other. I knew everyone's name. You know, um, I know that's scientifically improbable, but bite me. And um, <laughs> you know, I just I'm. It was such a like I said I. I still talk to people from that program and that was elementary school. I mean, I, it, it was such a really good time. And then I got back to, um, well, our sixth grade is, is part of the high school. So I was part of that. And then that's it, everything ebbed and flowed for, you know, mm -hmm. so I have to say everything ebbed and flowed. It would, it, it, it kind of went back to shit, but that was also <laughs> a part of the, 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 the process and the, like my life experience, you know, because again, I was, cause it kind of all is like, it all stems from like how I feel in an environment. And I never felt comfortable in my like school environment. And then going back into it, I was really nervous and that kind of snowballed and just, Mm. me not being who I wanted to be and then it just kind of continued and spiraled out into just madness but overall like you know it's ended it, it's ended up pretty well for me you know and mm. um you know I like five years ago I wasn't the person I I am now where I wanted to be and uh, I know that's I mean I know everyone's everyone changes with time but you know i mean for me kind of the the point i've wanted to like the point i'm um like trying to get out get at um is really everything came to a head for when when covid started a little before covid but covid was definitely like the spark um i in late 2019 excuse me um i it, it, 2019 wasn't a great year for me <laughs> um a lot of family problems happening uh, my mom was diagnosed with um not hodgkin's lymph lymphoma um and so all those complicated feelings just kind of came to a head and uh you know that's it is what it was and that was a lot and there were some other things going on i bet I can't really think of it right now, but it was, it wasn't a good time. And, um, I, I was a freshman at the time and it was, 
I was at the lowest I could have been. I, my mental health was low. I was overweight. I just, I started to not even feel like life was worth living, living. I was depressed. And I, I mean, I was, I was a shit at school. I really was. But again, I was somebody that didn't have any guidance. I really didn't. And people just, even though people were like, oh, this kid is a lot. He's such a mess. It's like, no one gave me even the chance to help me, really. No one, maybe a few people, a few people did. And they were great for that. And they've helped me. They, they, those words have echoed in my mind to get me where I am. You know, those people were, were, were a lot of help, but many weren't like that. And many really, really hurt me and were detrimental to my success. And they stopped me for a good period of time. I let them stop me, you know? It's our choice. It's our choice. It's usually our choices and not our circumstances that stop us. But sometimes that's not true. But I, I digress. Um, still, it's what the problem was is that. Sorry, all I'm trying to say is at the end of the day, I was just at my lowest. I, it was it was a horrible, horrible time. I mean, I was in such a such a bad place mentally, and um, I was even committed. And that was one in, in that experience. I, I I let that I let that hospital be a very actually a very good experience. It wasn't what transformed me, but progress is slow. You know, pro that's it's no secret in life. And but it helped. It really did. It was one part. It, it, it was one part of a greater whole. And that experience was great. I met some great people there. Actually, I knew somebody who was committed with me, but I won't talk about that because of confidentiality, but it really was, it just in vague terms, it was, it, it, or just, it, just all saying it vaguely. It, it was a, it was a overall good experience and a really shitty time in my life. Um, but then in January of 2020, uh, in the, in the new year, um, I went back to that same school I did in fourth and fifth grade. And um, it just, it, it's almost like history repeating itself. Like I was lost. I was, didn't have any guidance and they put me back there. You know, when I thought I was out, they pull me back <sighs> in. I know that's the quote. I, I, my, my, my autism is really, it is <laughs> it, really kicking me right now internally misquoting, misquoting it, but misquoting <sighs> that quote. But um, anyway, so, um, so I went back to that school and it's for another program. And um, it's called it was called the Lighthouse Program, and you know to help guide kids. And it's exactly what I needed. Again, it, it it was a class of like twelve students or ten. It's pretty small of kids who didn't who needed more guidance and didn't know what was going on. And I got along with everybody. I mean, it it took me like a month. It was a three month program. It took me a little bit, but at the end, I mean, it was a great experience. So what what it was is it went from for me it went from January to March. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, everything was great. I it, it was a really good experience. But then I had to go back to school, March 10th, 2020. Okay. You know, and, and, and look at this kid. He's bright eyed. He's back at school. It's still like a pretty crappy experience, you know, and days go by and then March 13th happens, right? And then COVID hits. Okay. So after I go back to school and get some of my shit figured out, COVID hits. But here's the thing, okay? I've always been an independent and a very I, I, I'm an ambivert, which is like 
the in-between of an introvert and extrovert. So, you know, I love people and actually I really enjoy being around people and I kind of need it sometimes, but sometimes I just like to like say fuck all y'all and be with my cats <laughs> while, like watching movies. That's just me. You know, that that's me. I and and, and G-Rex can attest to that. Like that's a lot. That's how I'm feeling right now. Like <laughs> like being with people I'm comfortable with, mm-hmm. but overall like I'm going to throw a cat at you if you mess with me. <laughs> I, I know. You just want to go home and be with your cat, Jesus. Um, yes. But, like, just to interject for a second. Yeah. So, um, my wife and I met you and your grandma in yeah. June of 2020. Yes, you did. Oh, May. May of 2020. It was like early May. Early May. Like, right in the height of fucking COVID, right? Oh, like, yeah. Everything, uh, everything up here was shut down. Uh, my wife and I didn't know a freaking person here, and it was you and your grandma that helped open some doors for mm-hmm. my wife and I. And I have to tell you, Katmandu, that between the time between then and now, you have grown so much, and I have such a respect for you and your craft, and just watching you grow has been an honor. Yeah. Um, I saw you in oh, no. three plays. I've seen you sing. I've seen your films. You're you are amazing. And so don't ever let anybody tell you that you're nothing mm-hmm. because you really are something special. Okay. And I'm super Thanks. excited for you. And you made me a little emotional. So <laughs> um Dirty Skittles, do you have any questions? Because I need to blow my nose. Um, I do. I have so many questions. Um, so you went back right before COVID. You found that structure, the same family feeling, right? That you so needed. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm curious this whole time. When did you find out that like you were struggling with... ADHD and autism. So I knew I from the get-go, to be honest, especially third grade. Third grade was like awful. It was horrible. It's <laughs> one of the worst experiences. I, I it's one of the wor- like from a like point of from my point of view, one of the worst school environments I've ever seen. It's it was truly awful with a teacher who was a special education teacher and is now no longer there. And with a vice principal who looked after me like associate principal, whatever, they were looking after me. Now they they were actually told at another school district to never work again. So I was working with some pretty horrible people wow. and with a principal that's not even working in that district anymore. So yeah, work, I, I, I had the cards against me. So yeah, so I, I, I've i known pretty much for ADHD from the get-go. They never let that go. Oh, you have ADHD, you're so hyperactive, you're so energetic, you know. Yeah. You know, I can never understand you. You know, you're saying things at a mile a minute. And then I'd be like, what? <laughs> but um, overall, and overall, ADHD has been like a big, people have never let let it down. Like, right. oh, I was hyperactive. Now, not so much. I'm fairly more chill. I've kind of, I, I've, un- I've unlocked my potential and I've just mellowed out. But with autism, I was, di- I was diagnosed at an early, early age. They said, mild case of autism. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, it's it's not like debilitating, but <laughs> I, right now for for those lovely audiences at home or the gym or you know and, and you know <laughs> I, I I'm 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 right now I, I'm I'm saying no. It, <laughs> I am totally. I'm not like full. I'm not like on one extreme or the other. I'm like I feel like sometimes I'm in the middle. Mm. But um, overall, like it doesn't even matter to me. I'm on the spectrum, and I've really embraced it, especially kind of um, late high school or middle high school. That's where I've really thrived, to be honest. Like high school's like after COVID is really where I embraced who I want to be, you know? And I let, the thing is, is I let myself do that. I didn't let, I, it was always me that had to finally unlock my potential or, you know, want to, you know? And it was, and through that first month, I just, it was a lot of introspection and through COVID, it really, it it was. And I just, I had a lot of time to think and I actually really thrived with my academics because I'm a really good independent learner Mm -hmm. and remote learning really was my peak, to be honest. It really helped (laughs) me kind of just calm down, mellow out and just take a look back at, back on things so that I can do better in the future. And you know, I had a lot of time with that, really focused on my mental health. I was still struggling. I was still a struggling, kid. I mean, GRX can attest to that. But like, it's still, I'm, I, things were looking good in my life. And it wasn't until April 14th. And I can remember that. Again, my little autism <laughs> sense is flaring up. It's, um, it was April 14th is when I started making the, um, uh, made the change to work out and exercise. I use it interchangeably, to be honest. I don't want any gym bros like going to <laughs> wherever I live and beating the crap out of no. me, but they I, fucking got, better not. I got We're like coming for them 50 cats. I got 50 cats. So, you know, like, <laughs> let's go. Um, but uh, no. So I started working out and that was a big help for me. You know, I was like 200 pounds. Like I was, um, I, I could have, I could have lost some pounds. And, um, I started like a modified keto diet and it, it, I'm still on it. Like I, I love it. I still, I struggle to this day, but in COVID I, all I, it really, it was a really good way for me to focus on what I needed to do and really find some discipline. It was great, you know, and I used this great, I'm a shout them out, this great YouTuber by the name of Scooby 1961, <laughs> a, this great fitness YouTuber who, um, he is, he is this wonderful fitness YouTuber. Has been there since like 2008, and all he has is some like swim, like some some shorts and a fedora, and <laughs> he just makes great great videos about fitness, especially for beginner fit, like beginner, um, like for for beginners. And I was a beginner, so it was perfect. And those were just amazing videos to get into. And um, overall, that was like a really great use of my of my time during COVID, uh, among other things, you know, and really just kind of surrounding my just surrounding myself with positivity and doing what I needed to do. I was volunteering um, at our local library because uh, even before COVID, I was giving out food for a for a program we do. And uh, so even during COVID, we were giving out food. So I was doing that as well. 
So I had stuff going on. I had school as well. Although, you know, I would get school done from like Sunday to Tuesday and then I would have like the rest of the week off and it was great. It was, it was amazing. (laughs) I would just like watch like bad 2000s, like, (laughs) like sex comedies. It was great. It was awesome. That's when you uh, came and helped us get all the stuff ready in the house. You, you helped, you helped my wife. Immensely. Oh yeah! Like we employed Katmandu for like six months after we moved up here. Oh yeah! And I, I can attest to the fact that he lost so much weight. I mean, he is badass, man. He he makes me look. <laughs> Like I'm a fat, fat old lady. Oh, don't even. I will. I I will go into the other room right now and I will kick your son of a bitch ass. Don't talk to yourself. <laughs> don't talk about yourself like that, okay? You've but, done aw. so so well, even after the trip to Europe, girl. You you made me jealous. So shut up, okay? You made me determined. So I, I'll, I'll tell you out. though, I have a funny story from his grandma. Uh, he got a jump rope and. His room is above her room, mm-hmm. and he got a jump rope, and he would be jumping rope up there, and she would tell me that it sounded like elephants jumping on the roof, mm-hmm. and that she eventually told him, I, I believe she t- he, she told you you needed to jump rope outside, or not no, during okay. the middle of the night. So, so that's kind of true, kind <laughs> of, kind of true. I've always jump roped outside. Because I can't think of anyone who has that space to fucking jump rope in their own house, okay? No so fucking way. If you do, you're like, you are you are like a property brother. Like, you know how to manage a house, okay? I don't think anyone's a property brother, okay? All right? So, whoever thinks they can, put your hand down and, like, shut up your ass, okay? I love you. Um, but overall, like, um, no, I, I, I actually... Um, no, there's so many stories to tell, but anyway, so I, it is true kind of. So, um, I wasn't actually loving, living above her, uh, during COVID. Um, I lived on our second floor our first floor. Jeez. What am I saying? I lived on our first floor and, um, I was, I was, you know, working out there. I actually, like around the time I met you, I was working on like a blanket. I didn't even have like a yoga mat. You know, because we're, this is COVID, this is COVID. Right. But I had like some dumbbells that my grandfather, love that man, mm-hmm. got from Walmart that we got from Walmart. He got it for me as a uh, Easter, Easter gift. Nice. He got me these pink, bright pink five pound <laughs> dumbbells. Okay. They were great. I still have them in my room. They're a bit worn, but they're great. I loved them. And five pounds for me were like fifty. Like it was great, you know. I was, right. I'm I'm a, I'm a reps guy. So it so anyway. Um. So yeah. So that's kind of true. It didn't get bad until your lovely wife helped. I don't know what her name is on the show. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm, I'm a because it, she doesn't have a name. Okay. So, my, so, my lovely so, wife is correct. Okay. So um. <laughs> All right, so 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 lesbian Lisa over here, my, my uh, G Rex's lovely lovely wife. Um, uh, she she helped um, spay and neuter all of my all my uh, cats, including oh. my beloved Jesus. Mm. And um, she and where I was living, it didn't have doors. Don't ask why; it just didn't have doors. And uh, so I was like, and. and 
my cat Jesus was always picked on by the other cats. So I'm like, okay, I need to live somewhere. We have a second floor bedroom that hasn't been used in a while, like a while. So that night when she got, um, when she got back home, I was like, okay, I want to be with her while she's recuperating from mm-hmm. uh, her being spayed. Jesus is a girl. It's confirmed. <laughs> it, 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 anyway, um, I don't want that bit to go on for too long. But anyway, so <laughs> I had to, um, I wanted to take Jesus upstairs and be with her uh, for at least a couple of weeks until they had to take her stitches out. And I said a couple of weeks. And I brought all my crap upstairs. I even put my TV up on a, a stand we had. And so I was there for the next couple of weeks. Um, I think I, I, I even remember the date. It's like June 15th or something. But I was like, after those two weeks, I'm like, no, I'm probably going to make this my permanent room. And honestly, like, we had a filled closet that was full of clutter. The bedroom was still like a work in progress. You know, I had like a shelf that needed to be taken out. And like, but I was living there. And then I start little by little that summer. I had a lot to do, but I was also take, like taking the, like it was a nice walk-in closet. So I was taking crap out of the closet. I was like doing all this. It was like looking, I even found like an old baby baby book of me. And I found a bunch of my old like elementary, I found a few of my old elementary um, books. But anyway, so I got that cleaned out. I got that room cleaned out. The room doesn't look as great anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm figuring that out too. But when you have like three cats, it kind of, you know, can get a little get, get a little messy, you know? Mm-hmm. They're they're two of them are terrors. Jesus is my little angel. Love that. <laughs> I love that kid. I can just do a podcast about my cat, but I won't because that'll, <laughs> that'll look sad and unattractive unless you're into that sort of thing. But um uh but um yeah, so Oh, and G-Rex is just laughing. It's beautiful. <laughs> Love you, girl. So, yeah, I, I started working out again um, up in my room. And that's really when I started sounding like a freaking elephant. I would just be doing some jack, you know, mm-hmm. some, some jacks. No, some jumping jacks or, you know, mm-hmm. some like bicycles, not bicycles, but like mountain climbers. Yeah. Doing, get, my, get my glutes up. And then like, she'd just be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> it sounds like fucking Jumanji up there. <laughs> joking aside so that's where it kind of comes from you know it's just i would just do like some mountain climbers some shit and you know you know it's all great i i now thanks to g-rex i now work out at the gym and that's that's a work in progress you know like i i started late january and i'm still struggle. i i still struggle there it's may i don't know if that's a bad thing or not but i i, I still struggle at that gym there there was one time where i'm just like i can't fucking do it anymore and i was like to tears like i just so I just got like overwhelmed and I'm something that's in my head. Like mm-hmm. I, I can get my head pretty goddamn easily. So it's still a struggle. But for me, like the thing I take away is like, it's a work in progress. And as long as I'm there and I'm trying, I'm doing something right. So right. it's, it's a lot. It, 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 it's, it's not where I would like to be. However, I take everything as a learning experience and I mean, now even even after COVID, I still struggle with like my diet because I was really good with my diet. But now it's, you know, now I'm a little more flexible. But for me, that's also a learning experience. And because now pre-COVID, I know COVID's not over, but, you know, when there's the lockdown and mm-hmm. po- lockdown and post-lockdown, two di- very different realities we live in now. So now that I have access to now to the drug that I like to call sugar and carbs, <laughs> that can make things a little more complicated and it's in moderation is something that I struggle with. Um, absolutely. Cause sometimes I just say screw moderation. I'll, or I'll 
eat my brains out out of you know some nutter butters and then two and then three and then four and five I'm not somebody that's like gonna break and like get like a bunch of snickers at a dollar dollar general or whatever mm-hmm. not that kind of person which is kind of good i i but overall um i it's still a struggle for me you know i still i still struggle it's it's again not where i want to be but i have to take it in stride because if i don't i'm just gonna crumble yeah. within but uh don't, oh, that's ever, prob- don't ever offer him potatoes because the answer is going to be no but if you show him a box of mike and ike's and girl a, girl a, you are you are a supplier okay i'm not okay i've grown for another growing opportunity anytime so this this turd over here she would um <laughs> she's actually a great like tutor but she would tutor me and she's like Bray, mike and ike's i'm like you know what i'm doing pretty good it's a good week for me you know uh yeah sure and then <laughs> two boxes become four boxes. It's like it compounds. G Rex, how dare yeah, you? Yeah, they're a bastard. Did I? How dare you? So I know that you've like had some like really hard struggles in your life, like some really yeah. sad shit that's happened. And yeah, but you've also really strived. Like I've seen you in plays, and I've seen you in your musicals, and <laughs> I've seen you like go to. Um, like the thing for the Rotary Club and yeah. volunteerism. I mean, for somebody who's not even 18, you've done more with your life than I think I did in the four years I went to high school. And Same. I, I think that that really says a lot for you, right? Yeah. A lot about you and about your strive and your determination and just your zest for life. And I've also seen how you've interacted with not only your grandma and your grandpa, but other adults around you. And you truly are an inspiration. And I, I I can't wait to see what the future brings for you and your filmmaking and just how far you go in life. It's okay to be not okay. Just make sure you're talking to someone.